as fuck right now. Well, not too early. It's actually uh, 8.50 a.m. 8.50 a.m. Sunday morning, the 31st of July, and I'm back with the raw, the real, and the red pill. The Crimson Capsule Chapel. And I'm going to continue off of what I talked about last night. In which I uploaded maybe a couple hours before. I've been up since 6.45. I think I laid down, went to sleep last night around 9.30, maybe 10 o'clock. So I decided to wake up, get some things organized. I haven't, um, haven't skated around the city in a while, so... I decided to skate around the city for about 20 minutes, got back, decided, hey, it's time. It's time for a morning episode. And this is indeed a morning episode. My goal is to have this uploaded 
before noon so it can technically still be a morning episode. If not, fuck it. Shit happens. But um, going off what I was talking about last night, which I talked about uh, many stages, the stages of processing the red pill. Don't get confused with the many stages of the red pill. Processing is the importance. It's the key word here. Processing the red pill. Stages of processing the red pill. Last episode, we went through the introspective dynamic by Soto Pop, S-O-T-A-P-O-P. Then we went through the anger and rage stage from Exo Carlos. All right. By the way, let me just get through the stages in my opinion. Introspection, anger and rage, acceptance, awareness, then self-development. Okay. Now, this this can be in any fucking order you want to put it. Like, it's, there's no better or worse. For me personally, it starts with self-development. But naturally, with the red pill, it's going to be pretty much um, understanding the awareness in the long run. And then worrying about your self-development. Tonight, I should say today. <laughs> today... We have Whirlwind MGTOW, okay, Whirlwind MGTOW, and we have Minister Jap, ladies and gentlemen, we finally got a clip, we finally found a clip of Minister Jap. My nigga comes on the live streams, he does like three hour, 30 minute shows, he was really a big motivator for me to do something for myself and put in the work that I'm putting in today. So I got to give a shout out to Minister Jap. We got Minister Jap going head to head with some bitch over something. We got Whirlwind MGTOW. I want to make sure my playlist is set up properly, which it probably isn't. Why would it be, right? Um, Playlist. Uh, yeah, let me see something here. One, two, bam. We also still have um, Mark Cupet. Mark Cupet. Mark Cupet. Q-U-E-P-P-E-T. Q-U-E-P-P-E-T. All right? He's going to be talking about, I believe, on the lines of... Awareness, being red pill aware, okay? Having that awareness. We're going to start off with that. Um, I want to make sure I have everything situated. So let me see something. Let me do a test run. Okay, that's Minister Jap. Is there anybody out there? Whirlwind MGTOW. All right, so we will start. We'll actually end this with um, Minister Jap. We'll start with Mark, with awareness. We'll go right into uh, MGTOW Whirlwind, and then we'll end this thing off with Minister Jap. So, let's get it started. It's just like when people realize, oh, these stage sort of things, they get clicks. 
what they're trying to do is just manufacture drama to hook your brain. There's a natural part of our brain that wants to understand, well, what's happening here? What's the... Okay, my bad. This is about awareness, but on another level. Um, he's actually talking about the Will Smith and Jada thing. The same way that I looked at it and the same way that others looked at it for a while, it could be staged. I'm just saying. Um, if it wasn't for that, like, let's be honest, guys. What else were they talking about? about uh, what were they talking about when it came to the Oscars besides that situation? What else were they talking about as much as the Will Smith and Chris Rock incident? Nothing. So it brought views, right? And so when the next Oscars come up, people are going to actually look for something else. Um, just unorganized or something else that's, you know, over the top. Because now you got to think about it. The internet killed television. People like me, I still have television because I play video games. But even when it comes to watching TV, I don't even need to watch TV through a television, uh, uh, you know, a, a cable provider. I can just go on my Xbox, go on YouTube, go on Hulu, go on Netflix. All of these things are on Xbox. So really, television ain't shit. So anything that's on TV, they're going to need to pump it up as much as possible. They're going to need to pump it up with propaganda as much as possible. So let's continue. Beef, who's who's in the wrong, that sort of thing. If like a movie, a movie star can get their their name brought up to a massive level of prominence by writing, uh, you know, juicy storylines and drama for them, like why wouldn't they do that? Okay, so... What's the first thing we got here today, Pete? So let's dive into the thing that everybody's been talking about. And I'm sorry almost to bring this up, guys, but yeah. we have to talk about it because um, it's just it's, it's just too much of an opportunity. I mean, the, the Will Smith slap. Let's, let's dive in here. So, Mark, what's your oh, take God. on this? Oh, God. Um, well, first of all, I have to I feel like I have to explain why. I'm talking about this, like right off the bat, because uh, this is just such like tabloid, like bullshit kind of stuff. It's just like, Mark, why are you, are you really, is this the stuff you're going to be reacting to? It's like, well, let me, let me actually break this down. Cause there's something more important here at play than just whatever, you know, these, you know, rich people did to each other and whatnot. The thing that I want to talk about actually is the high level media strategy of what I think is going on, because basically, like, I think that that slap was totally fake and staged. Definitely not the only person who thought that. I mean, here, I think we can just watch it. You can tell me. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Let's see. Here it is. So, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that seemed very fake to me. Hold on, hold on, run it back. Let's take this frame by frame. Okay, look uh, where the spotlight is. Well, the spotlight. All right, all right, y'all niggas doing too much. Y'all keep this fuckery up. I'm going to the next video. Okay, we don't need the analyst back to back. Come on, man. To me. Will Smith, by Will Smith even getting up 
and walking towards Chris Rock. No security. Nobody's telling them, hey, sit down. None of the production team is going, hey, what are you doing? I mean, we know you're fucking Will Smith, but this is the fucking Oscars, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> nope. Nobody told this nigga, like, hey, uh, what are you doing, bud? Sit down. <laughs> Will Smith just gets up. He does the Wild Wild West strut, too, before slapping this nigga. Very disrespectful. As a black man, let me just let me just let me just point some things out as a melanated African American gentleman. Um, to to slap somebody or smack, fuck that. That was that wasn't a slap. That was a smack. What did the five finger say to the face? Smack. When somebody in in to the late great Charlie Murphy. You don't slap a man in his face unless you are prepared to die, okay? You do not slap a man in his face unless you are prepared to go into battle where one of you guys do not make it. You don't slap a man in the face. Don't smack a man. Like, that was all, like... You don't slap a man. You don't smack a man without being ready to go to battle. There was a lot of. And see, it's funny because on a red pill sense, you would say, well, Will Smith, somebody on the outside would say, well, Will Smith's just standing up, sticking up for his wife. But when Chris Rock said the joke, the cameras pointed at them two. Both of them were laughing. Both of them were laughing. And uh, shout out to Abba and Preach, because I think they had something, and I might play that later today, um, shows Chris Rock, and not Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith speaking about it since the incident, speaking about it on camera. And of course, these people have relationships, not just because they're black, because they're celebrities. They're in the same fucking not in the same exact spot, but they're in the same position in Hollywood and entertainment. So, of course, all these people were friends. And it's like you would think from a red pill perspective that Will Smith was just protecting his wife. Will Smith was the one to get up, walk up to him, smack him in the face, then yell at him. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I wasn't motherfucking mouth. This nigga was like, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. You hear that audience gasp? <gasps> yeah, it does seem staged. But really, Will Smith is just a broken, miserable man. Emotionally, I would even say psycho uh, psychologically, dealing with Jada. But at the same time, Will Smith was the one that made the decision. I would have tried to push up on Nia Long, but that's a different story. <laughs> To be on him, he is. Back it up, back it up, back it up, though. What? Okay. <laughs> Did you say Chris Rock is in the middle of that spotlight right now? Well, yeah, he's supposed to be. Back, back it up more. Why? Richard! <laughs> he's walking forward, and then he leans forward. Yeah. With I... his hands behind his back. Conspiracy. 
I don't know if that's it. It's more just like he might have even slapped him. I just think it was. I think it was just an entirely. Yeah, like I said, these guys are reaching stage to thing. Um, that's what yeah. I think. You know, I mean, it looked like it was like pre-rehearsed and whatnot. But the thing that's not what matters. That's not what I want to talk about, Pete. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what sorry. I want to talk about with this stupid slap thing is that I think the the media are trying to like you know they're. The Oscars are down like some insane percentage, like no one watches them anymore because they're garbage and no one cares. Um, and I think that what they're trying to do is just manufacture drama to hook your brain. The lie detector test determined you are telling the truth. Now, that is the aspect that I agree with. I am not saying and this is a very. It's a very thin line between entertainment and reality. A lot of people who are, you know, logical, they can understand this. Growing up, I was a fan of uh, professional wrestling, and still to this day. By the way, uh, Vince McMahon had retired, I I believe on the 26th, he had officially retired as uh, chairman and owner of the WWE. So now Triple H and Stephanie McMahon is running that side ramp. Anyway, with wrestling as a child who who doesn't know what essentially is reality and fiction, you would watch wrestling as if it's the realest thing on earth. Then in my case, you may have an uncle who pulls you aside and says, yeah, you know, a lot of this shit is predetermined. See what I mean? And he kind of gave me a little bit of insight into wrestling, in which I actually liked wrestling more because it was the athletes who plays a role and also does very dangerous maneuvers and stunts that can put them in a fucking wheelchair. And there's a, there's a good amount of wrestlers who are in wheelchairs, but people want to say it's fake. Those people who say wrestling's fake and wrestling is stupid. They read fantasy books, right? They read fiction novels, which are fake. But see, it's, it's, it's a different interpretation because you know it's fake because you're reading it. So when you watch the Oscars and you've seen what take place, from my perspective, a fan of professional wrestling, I kind of seen sort of a, I don't know, it felt predetermined just, just from my point of view, especially, I believe it was live, actually. So then again, because it's live, I don't know. Because it's live, you know, but I like these conversations because there is the possibility. But then if you say that that's fake, then you would say that the Jada and Will Smith situation's fake. The red pill, uh, not the red pill, the red table talk is fake. And it's all just her going through a script. And maybe Will Smith and Jada are the happiest thing ever. And it's just the criticism and the drama that keeps them afloat. Now, I'm not saying that, but I'm also not saying that. And what they're doing is taking a page out of like WWE wrestling, where they just, you know, have this staged conflict because they know people will talk about it. Right. Didn't listen to this, by the way. Now, I said WWE in the title. But I didn't listen to this um, to this recording. I grabbed this actually like last night or yesterday in order to 
Illustrated last night. Only problem was I already gotten through uh, two of the videos and I like to run my fucking mouth like now. And that's what happened. But I didn't watch this video. And you want to be impervious to this kind of bullshit manipulation, because I think that this is going to become a mainstay now. I mean, it's always kind of been a part of media culture and whatnot and, and celebrity culture where they manufacture drama and whatnot. But I think it's going to become more and more of a set piece to things, um, probably on the political realm as well. It's just like when people realize, oh, these stage sort of things they get clicks. Um, that's like where the whole Jesse Smollier thing like came from, Smollett or however you say his last name. It's like he's like, oh, this kind of stuff gets clicks. And so this is just going to become more and more of what happens. Now, the problem is, by default, this kind of shit sort of is interesting. Like, even us, like, talking, like, you know, even Pete got sucked in there for a second over whether it was, you know, fake or not, um, you know, and, and I did, too, the first time I saw it. And then it's like you hear the story around it. It's like, well, uh, you know, they're making fun of his wife and his wife's got alopecia. And then it's like, oh, how dare he? And it's like, well, his wife sleeps with a bunch of other dudes, too. It's like, wait a second, what? It's like the the drama and the intrigue, you know, where there's a natural part of our brain that wants to understand, well, what's happening here? What's the beef? Who's who's in the wrong? That sort of thing. By default, it is just enticing to your brain for most people. You know, some people, they just they couldn't care less. And congrats to you. But like chances are it's like, yeah, it's stupid celebrity stuff. No, that won't get me. Meanwhile, he listens to like three hours of talk radio about sports and the drama between sports players and their coaches and shit like that. It's like, there you go. And see, that's the see. It's almost like I said with wrestling, right? Oh, well, you watch wrestling. That's that's stupid. That's fake. But then you participate in fantasy sports, which has the term fantasy in it. It's hypocrisy. Me, personally, I think the situation's funny as fuck. Whether, whether it's real or not, I kind of am I'm on more of the side of it being real. But... I like to hear both sides of the spectrum. And I'd rather get clear. I'd rather get a clear view on both sides than to just blindly choose one. The Will Smith thing is good. Well, the Will Smith thing was good for the manosphere because a lot of guys knew about their uh, open marriage relationship, whatever the fuck it is at this point. And they knew it was a train wreck. Uh, waiting to happen and then you have stemming before that you have Jada bringing Will on her little talk show shit to talk to tell him about the younger R&B uh, uh, the, the younger R&B star she, who she was fucking who was friends with her son yeah it's great man so it, it's it's seen on both ends for different reasons the slap thing was was more of like okay now guys really got to talk about it the people who are aware of this shit shout out to austria d on youtube he was the one that was pointing this shit out way before when she did the talk show when she did the red table talk and she was talking to will about her entanglement and all this other shit so people were talking about this before the smack situation this was just the nail in the coffin 
you know, we're all susceptible to some kind of drama. And I think what we're going to find is that um, the people who are less <laughs> about providing real value, the more they will be about providing this sort of bullshit sort of. And look at it like this quickly before I get back into the video. Reality shows. Real Celebrity Housewives, Bad Girls Club, uh, Real World, Road Rules, even though that was sort of like the beginning. And Real World and Road Rules was actually pretty cool. I actually liked it. I liked those shows growing up. Like when MTV had like good shows, those were cool shows. Because um, I remember like the uh, Real World New Orleans, that's what Miz, the wrestler, Miz was originally on Real World. And his alter ego was called The Miz. Little history lesson. But those shows were entertaining as fuck. It was drama, but it wasn't like... It was at least believable at that time. Where even if it was predetermined, it looked good. Today, the shit is just terrible, horrendous. Bitches, bitches love chaos. So their shows involve bitches fighting... What's the one bitch, uh, Blueface's bitch, baby moms or whatever? That bitch with the missing tooth, she'd be out here scrapping, beating bitches up. All of it's entertainment now. We look at this shit and say, oh, well, this is entertainment. So at least when I watch wrestling, you know, I watch wrestling, niggas get beat the fuck up, but they be in the backstage... <laughs> they be behind the curtains and shit saying, yo, how was that spot? Like, they're going over this shit. And a lot of these guys, and I don't want to expose the business too much, but this business has already been exposed. A lot of the guys go through what they're doing to each other in the, in the wrestling ring while in the ring. <laughs> they lock up. All right, suplex me. Hit me with the steel chair. Like, this is like today's idea of these bitches fighting, beating the shit out of each other constantly. Like, that shit is supposed to be, like, this is, and regardless of what woman is listening, a lot of you women watch this shit. And I can really generalize saying this, because I know the most quiet women in the world, they love themselves um, some Bad Girls Club. I watched Bad Girls Club a couple times, because growing up, I was just a horn dog trying to fuck bitches anyway. And they had some bad bitches on um, Bad Girls Club, in, in many ways than one. But they would fight. They had a couple bitches on there that was by. They had a couple bitches hooking up. Bitches was fighting over that. I mean, it's a very chaotic, but also it's an entertaining show. Okay, <laughs> I won't watch it today, but I will say it is an entertaining show. Distraction, titillation sort of thing. And it's just going to be harder and harder to keep yourself uh, disconnected from it. Because they're just going to keep upping the antics and things are going to get wilder and they're going to, you know, like the people who write Hollywood movies, you know, the writers who make the series that you love. I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't soon employed to help stage shit like this. Like, why not? Really? Like if like a movie if a movie star can get their their name brought up to a massive level of prominence by writing uh you know juicy storylines and drama for them like why wouldn't they do that right it's just going to be the new way that the game's played it's like the next level and so 
how do you keep yourself sane and focused on what's ma- what matters to you and not get drawn into this stuff? I think it's kind of just like you have to keep sight of like what the magician's trick is here. It's that it's all fake. And even if it's not, assume that it is, because if you do that, if you assume it's all staged, um, well, then what you're getting is you're getting a like magician up on this on the stage, like doing something for you, like making it doing a trick. But you already know how the trick is performed. Right. When you're watching a magic act and you don't know what the trick is, it's like, oh, whoa, how do you do that? Um, but when you already know how the trick works, you're just like, nah, OK. And you kind of want to spoil it for the people next to you. But, uh, you know, if you know, usually you don't. But here's a, this kind of a scenario where you want to. I'm trying to spoil the trick for you. It's all made up. It's all manufactured. And it's just designed to get an emotional rise out of you. And if you notice that, if you acknowledge that it's going to have far less sway over your life and you're going to be able to disengage from it and just ignore it. And then just go back to doing the things that actually serve. Now, this is my problem. If that is the truth, then he is in fact a hypocrite. If what he is saying is in fact true and it is accurate, then by him speaking on this subject, and telling you that it's a distraction. He is a contradiction. Just saying. Because there's a lot of people who's going to take this just for drama. There's a lot of people who's going to take this and break this apart and go back into the relationship and show you where things fucked up and how this could possibly come to a head similar to what happened at the Oscars. Or it could be something different. It could have been something different later on down the line. Because those two weren't necessarily made for each other. They're not compatible like that. If any any marriage that turns into open marriage, they weren't compatible to begin with. That's why they're looking for other options to benefit them. Yet still have some type of stability in a household or still have a stability when it comes to a union. That's what happens. Will Smith gives his 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 wife like a birthday celebration with by by creating a documentary about her. Okay? Creates a documentary about her. Not only did she show little appreciation, she showed um resentment for him for doing that. Now, is that made up? And why bring these things up? Because it's all about the red pill awareness. The way that Will Smith acted during the Oscars was the biggest simp Captain Savaho beta male move ever. The only smart person in the whole situation was Chris Rock. People are now mentioning Chris Rock. Not necessarily in the best way, but not really in the worst way either. Because then again, what the fuck did Chris Rock do to really get slapped? Chris Rock is a comedian. Who was, you know what I mean? Who was brought there to entertain. Will Smith gets butthurt, gets up, tries to defend his wife, slaps him, makes a complete ass out of himself. Now, 
this is all I'm saying. And this this may sound funny, but what if Will Smith went up to Chris Rock, slapped him, then just went, then just like went back and sat down and said nothing. He did, he wouldn't even have said, keep my wife's name out your mouth. What if he just slapped him and went and sat down? Now that would be some player shit. Even though the circumstances still make Will Smith look like a cent, but to get up, slap a person. First of all, to get up, slap somebody, turn around, and walk away. That sounds like some G shit. But the but on this, during these circumstances in this situation, Will Smith. If it was anybody else, by the time Will Smith turned around, he would have already been knocked out. Because the nigga would have just rocked him. Would have rocked his snot box. <laughs> Shout out to Hassan Campbell. Nigga would have rocked his snot box. Soon as he would have turned around and walked away, he would have he would have been falling forward. Night night. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. You know what I mean? Night night. As soon as he'd have turned around. Psh- <laughs> Slump theme. You know what I mean? But because it's Chris Rock. Because it is Chris Rock, Will Smith gets no love, no credit, no respect. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. You. And so it's not so much about this one instance, so much as this one instance highlights a trend that already exists and is just going to become more and more and more extreme. And so you got to be on guard for it or else um, you're just going to be way more distracted than you want to be. You just made a really interesting point that hadn't occurred to me. This industry is the industry that gives us all of like this super high level entertainment. Right. They're going to be capable of some wild stuff. And I think, and on a serious note, I honestly think that this was, this was, a trick that they pulled because the ratings were crap. Right. I mean, it's it's literally like the movie awards. That's like what it is. It's like, oh, you don't think Will Smith can act? All right, that's enough. Um, all right, so what I will compare this to is the movie uh, Wag the Dog. That's a movie called Wag the Dog. It's not called Wag the Tail. It's called Wag the Dog. I think Robert De Niro's in it. And it's a movie where they literally stage a war. Somebody is in a computer room setting up the green screen and a news reporter. And in the background, bombs is going off and shit. Fucking sirens. You hear sirens. You see fucking police. Uh, you see helicopters in the fucking sky. But he's really in front of a green screen. And they're doing this war. They're, they're promoting this war for a political purpose. Right. So in a lot of ways, they can promote this as a distraction, sure. But if this was supposed to be a distraction, I don't think they were prepared for guys like myself who are going to pretty much analyze the situations beforehand rather than the conflict because the, the slap was seen and heard everywhere. But I wanted to go back, and I did the episode with uh, Will and Jada, where I went back into their relationship with where it started. Like I said, me, I'm a biased piece of shit. I would have fucked with Neil Long if I had the chance. I would still fuck with Neil Long if I had the chance. Let's just be honest here. 
if any black woman would be considered like top tier and this is low key putting bitches on pedestal but this is celebrity shit so it doesn't count if 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 a black bitch were to be put a black woman excuse me were to be put on a pedestal um it would probably be Neil Long I don't know what what her genetics is but she still has it also, I've I've mentioned uh, Christina Milian numerous times for a reason. You guys could just look up her pictures to this day. She literally looks the same as she did like ten fucking years ago, fifteen years ago. It's sickening. It's sickening. But anyway, all this shit really is is it can be looked at on an educational and, and, and informative level where you see where Jada and Will fell off. Will was the one that wanted to, to, to rush into the marriage. Jada didn't want the traditional marriage. Will uh, organized the marriage anyway. She didn't want the marriage, and that's how the marriage between them two began. So just imagine, the fact that they're still together today is only due to the fact that they're making money. And when I say they, I mean Jada is making money off of Will Smith's name and reputation. If if you don't believe me, look look into uh, the Red Table Talk. All the shit that's talked about is pretty much about Will Smith. The whole shit. She just she essentially low key and at some cases high key buries Will Smith at any opportunity. See, because her reputation has to come from conflict. Will Smith had pretty much joined that club. He already did a public apology, which I feel like playing, but I'm not going to because I need to get into the next video. But it's educational in the sense of look at how Will Smith reacts. Look how much money Will Smith has. Now, look, look at it like this. Ask yourself three questions. How can a man with so much money completely lose his shit, walk on stage, slap somebody? Well, Chris Rock. He's not just somebody. He's Chris Rock. Turn around, walk away, sit down, and have a complete emotional fucking meltdown, yelling at a man across across from where you're sitting to the stage when you were just there you smacked them and then you walked away you should have walked up told them keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth turn around and walked and sat down now that would have been a lot better but once again three questions how can a man with so much money make a stupid decision like that that put his career and his reputation in jeopardy. Number two, what kind of woman can control somebody like a Will Smith? Three, why? See, all this shit to me, it's entertainment. And it's also, like I said, education. Once you look into 
their marriage. It's public. It's not like you're prying into anything. Shit is public. You'll see the patterns. They have a nerve to consider their marriage to be a partnership. And that's the worst way to look at a relationship as a man when it comes to a woman. Because if the woman's going to be the partner, trust me, she's not going to bring too much when it comes to the grand scheme of the grand scheme of things, she's not going to be buying you the gifts that you're going to be buying her. She's not going to be taking you out. She's not going to be buying you things. But she may expect the same exact thing from you. Anyway. Let's move forward. All right. I think I got, um, what do I have left? I know Minister Jap, I know that I probably got that last. MGTOW Whirlwind? Is it MGTOW Whirlwind? Yes, MGTOW or Whirlwind MGTOW, not MGTOW Whirlwind. Whirlwind MGTOW. We're going to get into this next. As you guys can tell, this will be from the MGTOW point of view. Shout out to the MGTOW brothers out there. Is there anybody out there who regrets going MGTOW? Or do you know of anyone who regrets going MGTOW? Think for a minute. When you weigh the pros and the cons, when you think of the things that you've given up, while going your own way and put them on a scale next to the things that you've gained, would you change your decision and go back however many years ago it was and take the blue pill instead of the red pill? Nobody wants to reach the final years of their life and feel the pain of regret. It's one of the things that scares me the most, personally. You'll hear stories, for example, of the philosopher Frederick Nietzsche, who suffered a mental breakdown during his final years until his death. It's not known for sure exactly what caused it. Some would say it was due to overwhelming regret after having lived a life professing that God is dead and trying to remember. I mean, yeah, that'll do it, guys. I'm not like I I wouldn't I wouldn't promote that shit. At the same time, it, certain is people are wired different. That's kind of what I learned about people. People are wired different. I I realized that I don't I wouldn't want to be compatible for a lot of today's women. That's just me personally. Um, the loneliness that comes with it is educational. Before it was, it was a little difficult to deal with. I think now it's, um, it's educational to go around. And like I said, I was pretty much black pill before black pill existed before even understanding the red pill. Cause that stage that I went through before knowing about MGTOW and then later on knowing about Red Pill was either the biggest coincidence or it was just something that was in front of me the entire time. And then one day I finally said, I wonder what this video is about. Of course, that came through after a breakup. Um, not really being around people 
and not being comfortable with that at the time. Today, I'm not really around people and I'm cool with that. Very comfortable. I don't I don't take the whole God is dead shit. I think to each his own. Because I'm not I'm not a religious person. I wouldn't consider myself to be a religious person, but uh, I was I was raised, I guess, with. um, You know, Christian values, if you will. But I don't I don't I don't throw Bibles at people. I don't I don't I don't do all that shit. I believe if you have a relationship with God, it's like a personal relationship. I also believe in a lot of ways when people divide or when people within public don't talk about politics or don't talk about religion, I can understand that principle based off of that alone to each his own. Would you disqualify someone or would you disqualify dating someone because they were of uh, Islamic faith? Would you not date a person who is an atheist? I probably wouldn't. That's just me personally, but like I said, to each his own. Move objective morality from philosophy, but nobody knows for sure. I don't claim to know. And if you're an atheist on here, uh, you don't need to get all worked up over me saying this because that's not the point of this video. The point is that it seems there was something he regretted. His final words were reported as, Mother, I am stupid. I don't want to get to the end of my life and feel like I was stupid as well. Okay, so what does this have to do with MGTOW? I personally don't know of any bachelors and unmarried men who regret being single. The closest I hear is when a guy starts getting older and he wants to have children but can't. Let's be honest. If guys really were starting to regret it, do you think a lot of them would be honest? I mean, think about it. The things that I was talking about throughout the past week was just the disappointment of the red pill at this point and not the red pill itself, but the people who are supposed to project red pill, the people who are supposed to commentate and talk about all this shit going on. That's supposed to be red pill, red pill where Sims. Niggas dating single mothers. And I'm not saying this as a disrespectful thing for a guy to date a single mother, even though I personally wouldn't. But for a person to do it doesn't bother me. But it's like if you're telling guys not to date single mothers and you're dating a single mother, if you're telling guys not to date um, women who were married and you are with a woman who were married who, and you knew it, but you were being deceptive, a lot of that shit has to get pointed out. Um, the regret aspect is going to come naturally. I, I hate to say it for a lot of people. It's just a reality. And for me, the only regret I have is not learning about this earlier. That's my only regret. The women that I've dealt with at the time were apparently what I needed to deal with at that time. Because once you start understanding this shit, you no longer get angry. You're able to really be introspective and go, okay, I know the mistakes that I was making. Even choosing this person, it still breaks down to me making that decision to deal with that person. But until then, man, it's going to be a lot of denial, a lot of regret, a lot of anger. Or hasn't had the opportunity to.
he might feel as if his family lineage isn't being carried on or that he's going to leave the world without a legacy. But I don't hear regret specifically in reference to not having a wife. I'll also on occasion hear about feelings of loneliness. There's a bunch of MGTOW videos about this on YouTube. The general consensus is that this loneliness is temporary and it comes and goes. Also, it's been... You know what I just thought about? And this isn't a this isn't a diss at MGTOW at all. But if you think about what MGTOW truly is, it really is true force loneliness. Because you're you're but 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 it's not the same as true force loneliness, the actual TFL guys. It's them making the decision that a lot of these women aren't worth dealing with and I'm better off focusing on what I need to do. Do you think those guys don't get lonely? I mean, those guys just don't talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Do you think those guys do not get lonely? And it is a decision that they personally made based on what is around them. It is a very accurate analysis. <laughs> it is very pinpointed to bettering oneself, a man finding a purpose, having a purpose that doesn't involve pedestalizing and, and sipping for a vagina. Now, of course, women are going to get mad at that because women always see themselves as the prize, do they not? But what if a man started putting stock in himself and started to better himself? What would that do for a woman? Nothing. Because that man is bettering himself for himself. He's not bettering himself for the opportunity to get with a woman who's only going to look at him for the things that he did to better himself rather than who he is as a person. See that? So when a guy comes to that conclusion and goes, well, I'm getting all of this attention. I'm getting all this attention and I'm getting all this uh all this play from women, but I had to work and bust my ass. And these bitches ain't doing shit. Just sitting back and, and, and throwing out orders. It's a negative. Brought up that men in relationships can feel the same amount of loneliness. One only needs to think about the famous quote by Robin Williams, where he said, I used to think that the worst thing in life was to end up alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people who make you feel alone. And, and look at how he went out. Let's just be real here. Look at how he went out. All right. Quote. Even when you factor in not having kids or being lonely on occasion, I don't see any guys with true regret for not having married. The people I do hear regret from, though, are guys who have been married, usually for decades. These guys usually say they are a shell of their former selves. Even if they do feel a certain degree of satisfaction for having stayed together, for better or for worse, or having raised children and experienced the joys of fatherhood, it doesn't seem like it outweighs the years of being a beast of burden or a pet. All right, so that's a good dynamic, I guess. Could be a, it could be a cope. I'm just saying, it could be a cope. I'm realistic, so I, I'll put it to you like this. 
there's going to be both sides of the spectrum that agrees. The person who's been married for 25 to 30 years with a woman that he cannot stand today with kids and no room to do anything with his life until the his dying day, yeah, that's going to suck for him. A guy who never had the opportunity to even be with a woman to establish that may be a lot worse. That guy, even though he sees that the other man suffered and he regretted, he would have still took that opportunity because he'd never had it to begin with. Blackmail and trying to keep a nagging wife pacified. I get the impression that it's not the children that drag these guys down either, if you know what I mean. But I'm open to having my mind changed. If you're a guy that is happily married for several decades and can 100% tell me that you would marry your wife all over again, tell me your story. I'll listen to it. But I'll only believe you if your wife isn't around, though. Everyone knows that guys sing a different tune when the boss is around. They'll say, oh, yeah, married life is great. I'm the luckiest guy there is. Then when hanging with the boys... They'll be complaining the whole time about the honeydew list that they have and that they can't even spend five minutes to themselves alone. And and once again, the balance here has to be balanced. If a guy is going to say all that shit, it's, it's because he's supposed to say that shit. At least in his mind, he's supposed to say it. Oh, yeah. Happy wife, happy life. That's that's what's supposed to be said. From, of course, the more uh, blue pill perspective. Or when guys, they get married. <laughs> I like how Rolo puts it. They get they get red-pilled while married. And they have, you know, bedless fun. Meanwhile, you put in all this money for this wedding. Oh, you put in everything. The ring. Matrimony. The matrimonial... Uh, feel the vibes and what what do you get you probably got like pussy three times after you got married and then you got put into work but you've been programmed like like a lot of men to look at marriage as this big deal it's no longer a big deal it can no longer be a big deal just like Valentine's Day, just like all these other concepts, concepts that really do, like the, the biggest form of deception when it comes to a man in marriage is realizing that at the end of it all, if she decides that she's not happy, you don't have no prenuptial uh, agreements, um, she's taking half of your shit, dude. That's it. Lights out. You're better off being a bum. If you if you can get married as a bum and like elevate yourself from being married, then then that's probably a best uh, option. I know a lot of people that did that, but even then they didn't end up. They didn't. It didn't end well for them either. Not that they got anything taken from them, just their time, effort, consideration. The balance, okay. The guy who's single in this case, like myself, at times will go, yeah. I don't miss that. Women being with women sort of 
a level, just a level under intimate is what I miss. It's not, it's not just fucking bitches, but it's also not just sitting around and talking about nothing either. It's that middle. It's that middle that I miss. Everything else around it, I don't give a fuck about. Oh, yeah, well, you got to talk and get to know her and talk about it. Nah, fuck all that shit. I'd be too fucking busy any fucking way. In peace. Looking back on my own life, my experiences have been similar. Yes, there were a few things that I admittedly enjoyed about marriage. I found a wife who was pretty attractive. I was not in a sexless marriage, unlike some guys find themselves in. And I liked being around my children each day. But overall, I found marriage suffocating and insufferable. There are times <laughs> where I actually feel like maybe it wasn't even my ex specifically, but rather my incompatibility with that lifestyle. I hated playing house. I hated being a pack mule. There were things that I wanted to do, but somehow her and her family always trumped it all. What I wanted didn't matter. As a married man, you come after the children the in-laws, the friends, and even the dog. I used to think it was my ex, and sure, maybe she was a bit more hard to deal with than the average, but the more I talked to fellow MGTOWs, the more I realized that my experience was typical. In fact, I can't tell you how many comments I get on my videos where guys say something like, no way, I thought I was the only one. And he's talking, he's talking to these, he's talking to MGTOW niggas while married. So boy, man, he gotta be feeling that. I don't, I don't think that's the greatest idea, but hey, I'm no expert. Or, wow, I thought it was the only person whose wife got angry at them when I got sick. Anyway, life isn't always black or white. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that life is all a bed of roses now. There are days or moments of weakness where I do long for my old life. Sure. And maybe that makes me closer to the blue pill side. Maybe there's still a trace <laughs> of blue pill inside me. But at least I'll get on here and I'll admit it. We are human beings. And whether you like it or not, this is wired into us. It's not going away. You can't just eliminate your biology and programming. Even PUAs, if they were honest, would say they don't always find satisfaction in their seemingly carefree, no-strings-attached lifestyle. There is simply no perfect system. That's the life we are living. There's no perfect solution. But at the end of the day, as long as you can feel like you're on the right path, maybe, what, 75% of the time, and just find a way to get through the other 25% by keeping yourself busy with projects or maybe spending time with family and friends. All right. So once again, from a MGTOW perspective, all right, I'll say this. Shout out to Whirlwind MGTOW, too, by the way. Um, it's like to each his own at this point. Even with the manosphere, there's so many different 
groups of people, even from the pill perspective. I wanted to call the podcast the Pill Perspective Podcast, but I think somebody already has a podcast called that or similar. So I kept it, you know, the Crimson Castle, uh, the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Because this is the red pill from a darker perspective or with a darker complexion. Um, regret is going to come, I think, naturally for a lot of people. Regret came for me once I understood everything that I was getting myself involved in. And then wanting to be able to fix that somehow. But the only way that I can do so was by bettering myself. So I've turned that anger into motivation, that motivation into time and effort to make more money. You see what I mean? But that time and effort to make more money comes at a cost of not being able to do certain things that I used to do or things that I wanted to. <sighs> Excuse me. So even like through this week coming up, you know, I'll have off. I think I'll have off. Uh, I'll have off Friday. Right. But. That's the only day along with the weekend that I really have time to do anything. And like this past week or last week. I had I had to pay all these bills. I had to pay so much. I've only had like little, it was like the smallest amount of money that I had to my name after paying everything that I've ever had. And even at this point, I don't even have like, I have a good amount of weed left to just bullshit. And, you know, possibly the four days, but I know I probably won't be able to make nothing happen again until the following weekend. But it's like pros and cons of everything. Like, if you decide as a man to really be on your purpose and you're really serious about getting to the next level of whatever you're doing, you're going to know what you need to do just by the mistakes that you've made. If you're more introspective, then you're going to be able to point out the mistakes that you've made previously and, and, and make damn sure that you don't do the same thing in the near future. Right? I mean... Let's be honest. Um, a lot of guys, and I've, I went through several videos talking about this. A lot of guys, they're going to see this as, they're going to see, like, the red pill as, like, an opportunity. And this opportunity would be to uh, better their chances with women, uh, better their chances in relationships, better their chances in dating, learning game to hook up, P, uh, PUA shit. It's going to be very little to do with self-development. This is where the audiences make always, they always make the biggest mistakes. And I got to give a shout out to O'Shea Duke Jackson for pointing this out. Uh, they'll listen to everything involving red pill rage, everything that involves anger, everything that involves just negativity, but they're not doing nothing to better themselves along the way. So they get stuck, just like the one guy, I forgot his name, they get stuck in that red pill bubble. So, like, anything that's not considered red pill, they won't listen to it. And a lot of guys, including myself at one point, one time, was in that stage. 
it took a lot of these guys to essentially get called out. It took a lot of these guys to essentially get exposed, pretty much. For guys like myself to realize, like, all right, it's time to put some of these guys on the shelf and really just focus on what I got to do. Focus on my product. Focus on my brand. Focus on what I what I have to say. Because a lot of niggas ain't really living the lives that they talk about. That's why, you know, this is the Crimson Capsule cha- uh, Chapel. This is from a blue-collar perspective. You see what I mean? But anyway, like I said, to each his own. When it comes to loneliness, I think most guys are going to deal with it, whether in a relationship or not in a relationship. I think it's better to go through loneliness, go through loneliness out of a relationship than be in a relationship going through loneliness. My personal opinion. Alright. We got one more video. And that's by Minister Jap. Shout out to Minister Jap. And he's arguing with a B dub about something. It's it's gonna get spicy. I just know it. Legacy his life 
transported through a kid than to invest a little bit of change. You can get yes. your money back. Yes. You can't get your youth back. Message. Aren't you trying to do to say the opposite? Yes, I will give you, I will give you my love, my the love of my life. You know what I'm saying? I will give you the provider. Shut up, bitch. A legacy, honey. You said you gave these men a legacy, but you will not invest. You will not invest some pocket change, some money into a nigga. More valuable than me giving you fucking money so you can buy a piece of real estate property and you ain't my goddamn husband so my name but is you not gave on that child, on though. the The nigga took your best years. He took your best no, years. Shoot your body down the way. No. He took your best years. Okay, so, so slow down, Jack. So if you want to use me as an example, I'm not a good example. Okay, let's, let's, let's use women. I'm that, just talking in general, man. We're not talking about you. Women will give Women will give these niggas kids, but won't give these niggas money. I was a bad bitch then, a bad bitch in between, and a bad bitch now who got money. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Do you realize what the... the, Listen, Dana. I got to check you for a second because now you're getting out of pocket. No, Dana. One of the reasons why you got money... Them in the fucking projects and they on section eight. A lot of tech tests determined that was a lie. The reason why you got money, Dana. I wasn't that woman. No, no, Dana. The reason why. No, 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 Dana. The reason why you got money now, Dana. The reason why you got money right now is because you have not took a loss. This is a level of entitlement that most black men, in in fact, deal with. Pussy, as she just displayed, is the only thing that she really offered that man. Oh, of course, legacy, translation, birth, translation, pussy, vagina, that's all she offered to the man. Where am I wrong at with this with, with this assessment? The big Come on, man. The any any, any, any pig, what do you call her? Pequisha? What you, you you thinking I didn't get nothing in return because I didn't because we didn't get married? If we would have got married, we would have been divorced. So what's Dana, the fucking difference? Me Dana, marrying Dana, you Dana, I got the chat room going crazy. Shout out to the chat room. We got 457 motherfuckers in the chat. We live. I'm busting out a goddamn sweat. I'm cooking Dana right now. We are frying this. <laughs> Yeah, this thing is bugging. Chicken right now. I gotta, uh, I gotta even though I work from home, I gotta work tomorrow. But my thing is, you see, you they want to talk to you. They, they want me to get the phone lines. You can't do that. You can't put me in a box having a baby by a fucking dusty. 
Determined, you are telling the truth. Yes. In a whole other marriage. Is she married? She's in a whole other marriage. I think she's hyphen it. I think it's Kamora Lee Simmons hyphen, whatever her current husband name is. Yes. And, and this just goes to show you, she brings nothing to the table. When it, and then, she married up with this husband more up than Russell. How the fuck, how the fuck that African motherfucker got more paper than fucking Russell's? <laughs> Honey, you don't know shit about fucking fashion. That bitch was a regular, regular ass. Naomi 
she was she was not she was she was she was not on Naomi Campbell's level. You weren't there. She was not on Naomi Campbell's level. She she might have walked down the aisle with that bitch a few times, but she was not on that level. That's not your generation. Come on, man. No, fuck that shit. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, y'all talk this Beyonce shit. Y'all talk this Beyonce shit, but y'all not out here upgrading niggas. Niggas can go down. Niggas are not better because they've been. Jay Z was already fucking Jay Z. Facts. What the fuck? Jay Z will not be the Jay Z he's at now. Business wise, if it wasn't for Beyonce, get the fuck out of here. Beyonce a billion dollars if it wasn't for her fucking Get the fuck out of here. Everything that they doing is Jay-Z's leadership. You crazy? Jay-Z took a loss in a lot of ways. If you would look at relationship-wise, he probably invested more with Beyonce than he invested. Well, Well, he probably invested more with Beyonce than he did before Beyonce. That's the fucking truth. Yo, look. Bitches can try to make all these excuses up that they want. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck. Um, she is a representation. She said it. That's She's speaking for women. So for her, it's about vagina. It's what she has. The only thing that she has to offer. She's out here cussing like a fucking sailor. Sounding like a typical hood booger black bitch with nothing to offer. And this is what we have, Kings. These are these are our our options. Alright, man. Our options. He is hell. You're a fucking nuts. The fortune he has now, today, in 2019, if it was not for fucking Beyonce. No, 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 no,
Planting flowers and shit. You gotta pick up a hobby because niggas is not checking for your ass to cover their life and to create bills. Cause one <laughs> thing y'all women do is create babies and create bills. <laughs> you said a nigga ain't checking for me. Yeah, this nigga's fucking shot, bro. Minister Jap. I think this is like one of the first. If I think it's the first clip of Minister Jap that I played on his podcast. I don't know why I had to look back into the archives to go into some shorter clips to give y'all an example. You know what I'm saying? How logic overrides emotions. Always. Logic truly overrides emotions. You know, come into his life. To, to, to bring in the burden. Are you are you talking about me personally? Or are you saying women, women in general? general? Okay, because I'm just like we can't talk about. If, you, if, if, if they have the mindset of a Dana, yes. I, I have a I have the 25 to 30 box, and then I jump to 40 plus after that. Dana, you're not in my box, Jack. Yes, because I'm the smart nigga. You got young dumb niggas, and then you got old dumb niggas. But the in between niggas, you don't want no smoke. You want old sexy. stupid niggas and you want young ass niggas. You gotta, you, no, you know what I'm saying? You don't want no nothing about nothing. And I want the daddy. The <laughs> fuck out of here. I want the candy and then I want daddy. Yeah, but you don't, again, Dana, this table is is built. You bring nothing. I bring me. That's nothing. Shut up, bitch. Passion. I bring understanding. Uh, I bring me, my sexuality, and you don't have to worry about me. But none of those. Listen, I don't bring you a financial burden. Your coochie, shut up, bitch. Your coochie is not an asset, Dana. But I don't bring you a financial burden. You don't bring me a financial burden, but you eat into my finances and save (laughs) yours because you come in selfish. No, I don't eat into Listen, yours. That's why a lot of you motherfuckers. That's why a lot of you motherfuckers at your age is gonna be alone. <laughs> you saving your money and spending his. I'm not well spending his meaning that because he's paying a mortgage and yeah. I'm not. And you and you haven't named anything that you're bringing to the table. You're supposed to. What are you supposed to do? Didn't I just say I'm not a? I'm supposed to not be a financial burden. Okay, okay, Dana. Okay, Dana. So, you gonna fully cooperate? What does that entail? Break that down. <laughs> Everything that this man says and needs done, you gonna do it. Like what? You gonna Break serve, you gonna give serve your man. Your, your job at this point, your job at this point is to work for your man. Your man call, he say, hey, I need all this shit done, this, this, and this, take care of that. Or what done? Like the house chores or something? House shit. If he needs you to go make a move. First of all, okay, I'm a grown-ass woman. You don't never have to call and tell me about how to run a house because you don't... That, another thing, that's listen, another thing of me listen, not being a burden. Shit, you gotta talk general because there are women out here. Okay, okay, I see what you're D- right. So, Dana, 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 there are women out here 
there are women out here that are your age who don't even wash their coochie. Who don't change the sheets? Who don't change the sheets? Who niggas gotta call them and tell them change your sheets? Yo, yo, this is it. Yeah, that's it for me. That's it. It's already ten ten. All right. We started at what eight fifty? Something like that. Um. <laughs> Check out Minister Jap Network, man. Minister Jap Network. You know, another melanated man from a red pill perspective. He goes into the lines of do not date single mothers. Talks about a lot of shit like that. Very controversial but very informative and also quite entertaining as well. All right. Now, I was able to wake up and do all this shit early because I know around this time, 10 something PM, I'm going to be asleep to get ready for another week of work. So tonight, I may do something a little shorter or um, a little longer than what I would usually do. Um, we still have a couple more. We, we went through, I would say, and I didn't get a chance to categorize this within the stages of processing the red pill. This is this is the acceptance phase. So let me put Minister Jap next to acceptance. Minister Jap. We have self-development. It's what we have left over. With introspective, we have Sota Pop. With anger and rage, we have Exo Carlos. With acceptance, we have Minister Jap. And with awareness, we will claim Mark Cupet. Okay. Self-development is what is left tonight. We'll go through some crazy uh, videos as well, as usual. Most likely go through. Um, I haven't checked out Taylor DeFiend in a while, so we may go through a Taylor DeFiend video because we know he does videos that are pretty much close to 20 minutes alone. Then we'll get into some things with uh, self-development. All right. But you guys already know, man, it's the beginning of another day. And in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.